Hey everyone, what you're about to listen to is a preview of a bonus episode that is available on our Patreon. If you like this clip, you can grab the whole episode, as well as years of other bonus content, at www.patreon.com slash lionsledbydonkeys. Which wrestler would you like to sit down with and what would you ask them? Oh man, this one is... uh... This one's really easy for me because uh, you have to whittle the list down, at least for me, to wrestlers who aren't gigantic pieces of shit. And that list is very, very short. Oh, mine's the exact opposite. Um, I, oh, why? Is yours Chris Benoit? <laughs> no, my, mine, mine is Ric Flair. I want to sit down with Ric Flair and ask him, how the fuck did you drink so much for 30 years? I mean, that, is, st- that is a good question to ask Ric Flair. I, and he probably doesn't remember most of it from that and a cumulative head trauma. I, w- I would like to ask, um, like, one of my current favorite wrestlers is Kenny Omega. Um, he's actually a solid dude, um, not a piece of shit, and widely regarded as the best wrestler in the world right now. Um, WWE fanboys, shut the fuck up. Um, like, how in the fuck he can do what he does, A, being his size, and uh, a B without completely breaking down. Of course, the easy answer here, what people would give is like drugs. But, you know, wrestling has changed a lot. Obviously, most of your famous wrestlers, fam- uh, favorite wrestlers still use steroids. But, you know, there is you don't see the dudes who are like addicted to pain pills anymore to, to get through the day. Those guys really don't exist anymore because there's a reason why everybody is dying when they're 40, you know? Um. And of course, like another add on to that is like, I would like to ask Mick Foley how the fuck he's still alive. Yeah, Jesus. Uh, I would say for me, it would be, and it's a boring answer perhaps, but it would be John Cena because I would like. How can people not see him? (laughs) I would like people, I would like to talk to him about like, if, if it was a thing, not like on the record, but just as a person, like. He's clearly not politically right wing to the degree that you would expect from the persona that he projects. Like, and that's not he sends out right wing messages. It's just everything about him was like, you know, high and tight, the Marine, et cetera. He you know what I mean? When he came to the ring on the turnbuckle. I mean, I, I do believe that was given to him by Vince McMahon, though. Right. But like what it felt like to kind of be that avatar of support the troops when I think he's a much more complicated person he seems uh, normal which yeah you would not expect from him and he and he loves make a wish as well yeah he's completed more of them than anybody else uh so that would be my answer is john cena also because when i did watch wrestling it was just because my friend was really into it my, my like workout partner who was a year older than me in rotc so that's how i got to sort of perceive the rob Dan- rob van dam versus john cena rivalry and like rob van dam dressing like uh, like a Lisa Frank Trapper Keeper folder, yes. well, uh, like ripped all out of that his shit. mind on like pain pills and weed. Yeah, and like like yeah, he he dressed he he dressed like a everyone knows a guy or knew a guy who was like really into martial arts and working out who smoked weed and who dressed with like yin yangs and neon shit and a hundred percent like Rob. <laughs> but I, I think I think John Cena is the more interesting person. I, I yeah, and uh, you know Rob Van Dam actually does podcasts and stuff now because he's very retired and out of the business. While John Cena is still very much uh, a company guy, so like you yeah. you can find uh, Rob Van Dam's uh, opinions if you want to find them. John Cena, not so much. John Cena is like the method man of WWE, and Rob Van Dam is like Capadonna. <laughs> like if you know Wu Tang lore, 
Method Man in movies, lots of music. Capadon is a cab driver. And, 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 mud, and much like uh, Wu-Tang, John Cena is for the children. Uh, I have a question from Jackson. Uh, what topic or series ended up being a surprise favorite? And were there any subjects that were letdowns? Um, I would actually be curious to hear this from you guys, and uh, because you are, you know, now your guest, and you've had to produce all of this shit. I'm curious, what would be your surprise favorite? Honestly, whatever you say would surprise me, because I just expect it's like, no, this show sucks. The only reason why I do it is I get paid for it. Uh, <laughs> and what ones you listen to, they're like, man, this this actually isn't that good. Because I'm honestly curious. Oh man, Tom, can you start? I, it's all a blur to me. Yeah, like, see, the thing that people don't realize is when you have podcast brain, you immediately forget everything you have said. But also when you're an editor, you immediately forget anything that I said. And it presents a unique challenge for me because I have to go back and, like, cut previews and that sort of thing. So I have to try and remember. It's like, what was funny? But, like, honestly, like, for me, like, the combat of the 30 episode is just all-round banger just like so funny i'm actually gonna agree with you as a surprise favorite um and i that had very little to do with me in my opinion and everything to do with nate just being on one that day uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah that, i got a lot of people that like had dm'd me about it liking that episode and and i think for me it's just more it's a surprise topic that i know a little bit about not just because of you know, just being exposed to this stuff, but also because when I was in college, I was a double major in journalism and French. And one of the classes that I, I wasn't necessarily excited to take, but wound up really loving was a class on medieval French literature. Now, the class was conducted entirely in French, but obviously the books we read sometimes would be bilingual in like old French or middle French and then in a modern translation. And we read like the original, some of some of the surviving texts of sort of like reprising the the stories of Tristan and Isolde, uh, or reprise talking about you know a fucking the, the capture of Orange, the Chanson de Roland, stuff like that. Uh, some of the like the ballads and 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 stories of Marie de France and stuff like that. And this theme emerges of like one guy slaying thirty people with a huge sword and just general really stupid, incredibly funny, entertaining kind of like ridiculous night you know gladiatorial not gladiatorial combat you know chivalric combat but then also just because of my own interest in the era of uh western europe from 19 or 1871 to 1914 in the hopes of maybe doing a show with alice someday i also just knew a little bit about the fact that like there was so much of a weird desire to kind of like reprise france's glory days at that time because like the the prussians just stomped their dicks out uh and so there was just a lot of stuff kind of came to mind that was just funny and there wasn't much to the story of the company. They fought and some people want to see people lost. They fought in the middle of a fucking, you know, midway point at the, 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 the midway Oak or whatever. But like the idea of seeing as like a combination of, you know, WWE and or professional athletes. And then just like thinking of all of the mythology of those stories, it was just fun. Like we had a good time. And it was our first time, I think, where I wasn't just kind of the guest. It was our first time, I think, where it was like, no, you're actually a co-host now. So you just kind of like you get to do the riffing. And it was fun. And I have to say, as so, because like I don't guest on many shows anymore. Time Zone has a lot to do with that, unless they're like British or one of the three other podcasts in this country. I can't feasibly guest on them because how fucked up the time. Like, I'm not going to wake up at 6 a.m., or stay up until 1 a.m. or whatever to record with people. I'm in my mid-30s. 
I have neighbors. I can't do that. Uh, but like, uh, like I think you two um, make the show. And I say that as like, I can, I, I can be the best historian in the fucking world, but what I do isn't the entertaining part, in my opinion. Some some episodes are fun and entertaining, whatever. Um, but like, without good guests or co-hosts, which, whichever you want to call them, the show is a book. It doesn't work. Aww. Like it doesn't. It just Thank doesn't you, work. So like the episodes that I think are my favorites have very little to do with what I did, <laughs> despite the fact I spent in some cases months researching them. Um, but I th- I think a subject that really let me down. Um, I, I, uh, the, the Korean War. Oh God! Uh, that the, the 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 now podcast mythological Korean War scripts. Uh, I think it was the best script. Everybody said it was the best script yeah, ever. Now, much guys. much like Excalibur, written by uh, L. Ron Hubbard. If you were to listen to those scripts, you would go insane. So I had to do what was best for the world and destroy them. And by destroy them, I mean dump an entire cup of coffee directly into the keyboard.